What up? <laughs> it's going to be a day. What up, people? How y'all doing? This is VCW. This is where wrestling culture and hip-hop meet. I am one quarter of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. I am CJ, and I am here with... All right, the one to the two, Mr. Uno Dose. The best there is, the best there was, the best there is ever going to be. Uh, your boy, Quinn. And I'm going to throw it off to... VCW, 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 VCW. This is your Sunday school teacher, Terrence. We here today. Oh. Man, you need to cut, you need to, you need to oh, cut out no. your uncle. Like, you need to cut out your uncle name. Hey, is it Sunday morning? <laughs> Come to teach y'all a little something. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, pick it up, D. Number four. Fourth quarter to a dollar, D. Save me from these people. <laughs> I got you. In the Monday Night Messiah, we trust. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm about to say I'm about to burn while I'm going. Anyway, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> this is VCW. This is our weekly show where we recap wrestling and everything that's going on in that. So we're going to try something different here where I'm going to give you the rundown of the shows for the previous week. And then you guys are going to do kind of your hot takes. So we had Raw. Coming out this week, we're going to start off with Monday. We're going to start with WWE, recap their shows, and then go to AEW. So, we had Raw kick off this week with the KO show. It had uh, KO hosting um, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, um, kind of Natalia. That ended in kind of a brawl. Um, it was okay. So, that was that. And I'll let y'all dive deeper if you want to dive deeper. We had Andrade versus Apollo Crews, in which Apollo Crews won the U.S. title. We had a promo segment between the Iconics and Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, in which they kind of talk about their feud, kind of escalate their Iconics saying they want their titles back. And it kind of got physical from there. So we had that segment. Then we had the VIP lounge with Drew McIntyre, um, where MVP was out and show, uh, interviewing McIntyre. Kind of ended with McIntyre getting the Claymore kick and Bobby Lashley coming out to see that. We then had Angel Garza versus Kevin Owens, in which um, Angel Garza uh, won that as well with help from Vega. Excuse me, Selena Vega at ringside. Then we had a golfing segment with the Street Profits and the Viking Ra Raiders in which they did their golfing thing. They've been kind of doing their weekly skits kind of leading up to their eventual match. And this one was golfing, kind of in the anything I can do, you can do better. We then had uh, Murphy and Austin Theory versus Humberto Carrillo and Aleister Black. And then... That was a pretty good match. And after that, uh, Seth Rollins and his crew basically threatened to do to Humberto Carrillo. But they did to Rey Mysterio. Unless Aleister Black kind of backs off. So we had that. Then we had Charlotte versus Nia Jax um, versus 
Natalia for kind of a winner gets the number one shot. Uh, and Natalia um, did not win that. Sorry. <laughs> she ate the pen. <laughs> yeah, she ate the pen pretty much. And uh, as everybody kind of predicted, it's going to be Nia Jax versus Asuka. And then we had the Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. This was due to an earlier segment where MVP and Bobby Lashley kind of questioned the Street Profits for the, their kind of antics of being funny instead of being like serious champions. Um, so, I ain't got no reason to yeah, this kind of ended um, with kind of a DHU or whatever, McIntyre running in the ring, beating Lashley down. And that's kind of how the show went off. So I'm going to let you guys cue you up first. Tell me your big takeaway from the show. Angel Garza got a pinfall victory over Kevin Owens. Oh, so we're going reverse now. Center Q, you messing ring. up, though? I'm See, sorry. Had- I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't. It was, it was, it was itching me so. You said it, and it itched. I just had to throw it out. No, no. We know the man that loves Angel Garza, so he, let, let him have it. Let him have it. All right. All right. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> but, yeah, Angel Garza, straight-up dub over Kevin Owens. That's big, right? That's a pretty big deal. Especially on that Andrade loses. Oh, yeah, no, it was clean. Yeah, I mean, Garza has been proving himself like they're taking notice of him. So, like, I can't can't knock him. Like, it was a good match. And the thing that's my big takeaway to kind of feed off yours, D, is that they're building a a lot of non-title feuds that are pretty interesting Mm -hmm. and some title feuds that are actually pretty interesting. I think, um, I think. They have faith in Angel Garza because giving him the win over Kevin Owens, I think, signifies something. And then to me, my big takeaway is just how shallow the tag team division is. And the reason being is because they have no other choice but to do this type of stuff with the Street Profits and uh, the Viking Raiders because there's no other team. Mm -hmm. So once they face off (laughs) – who are you going to have the winner face? <laughs> and they haven't built to fly. Yeah, so they haven't built to fly. They haven't built MVP's other team. I haven't even seen them. Nope. Told yeah. you. Yeah, I know we're going out of order now. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to go out of order. But you remember I said that a couple of weeks ago. I said it was no one noticed how he just left the tag team out there when he left with Bobby Lashley. Somebody said, nah, they'll be back. No. It just felt like, okay, forget y'all. <laughs> he walked off with Bobby Lashley and they were gone. Well, yeah. and, and and personally, like for me as a whole, like like this week's raw was essentially it, it didn't feel all together. But I can understand the fact that most of the talent wasn't there. But it it felt like a filler one, you know. There were a couple good matches that like meant something, and then the rest were just kind of like, all right, okay, who's up? Okay, all right, y'all do the thing. Okay, that was good. All right, next match, you know, with the exception of the Nia Jax thing, which. By the way, y'all know they bought, like they banned the uh, the turnbuckle like a uh, power bomb now. Yep, because of her, like she tried, like she almost killed. Her well, it wasn't only the only because of her. Well, I, I don't mean, defend Nia. Like you know, I am not a Nia Jax wrestling fan like that. She didn't help. Yeah, but <laughs> she didn't help. But like, let's not act like Seth Rollins didn't hurt two people with that too. Like, let's be clear. 
Like, no. that's, that's not exactly a safe <laughs> move. So, and I'm not a Nia Jax fan as far as wrestling. I'm no. sorry. I just took it personal because, you know, Kyrie, like, they, 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 keep, they keep going at her. They keep going at her. She, remember she had the concussion? And then, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I fear for her life right now. It turns out they do like to break Kari's in. And they have been doing that. And this was one of them. <laughs> All right, so then, so then, Quinn, what's your big takeaway from the week? Uh, um, I mean, right now, it's a lot of it's a lot of padding, you know, like the, uh, the, like the show, the lead up. The, because, yeah, like we're going to eventually talk about it, but a lot of stuff has been going on in WWE. But Raw, I just, yeah. I, I like I'm. I wasn't quite feeling as much as I like normally would, you know, because there weren't a lot of high impact matches except towards the end. But it was overall. I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a C for this week because there was okay. a lot of potential to do more, and I do like they are showcasing a lot of talent that like they do need to be putting out there, like. And and I'm on the Angel Garza train. Like he definitely is the future. And if it's not with WWE, it's damn sure like elsewhere. Okay. T, what's your big takeaway? Something that we've already discussed before, but seeing and I kind of say something before the show, that um, Drew versus Lashley is going to be better than – I think it's going to be a damn good match. Could be a good feud. I just wish it was a little later. And I'm also smallly interested. I really want to know where they're going with uh, Mandy Rose character. Because she, she showed up with another little promo explaining herself. Like, I'm really trying to figure out where they're going. Is she going to go back to being crazy or is it going to be like the Emelina thing where they kept hyping her up and nothing comes of it? So I am slightly intrigued what's about to happen. I can see Mandy Rose being champion by the time this year is out. But I also see a scenario where she's not on WWE TV by the time this year is out. So I understand yeah. that. With her being lost, I can actually see her with um Seth Rollins um group. Are you talking about Liv Morgan? No, 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 I mean I should have said Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan. Not all blondes looking like damn it. Yeah, Liv Morgan. That's what I'm uh, talking about. <laughs> messed up part is I went with you and I was thinking Liv Morgan the whole time. So. I was thinking Liv Morgan too. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, all blondes do not look alike, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I could see Liv Morgan be a part of um the Monday Night Messiah's clique because she's lost. Would be interesting to put a girl in there. Yeah, that would be interesting. That really would be a really good direction, I think, for that faction. And I think Liv, you know what, Terrence, I kind of like that. <laughs> Liv Morgan being kind of. The Messiah, because they yeah. probably her. most loyal follower if you really think about it. Yeah, because they bounced her from like group to group. She was with the Riot Squad, or they tried to put her in with that. And you know, I uh, she's got character. They just aren't giving her stuff to work with. Like if you look at her Twitter, she yeah. I wish they would be doing more with that. You know, this like little like female wrestler that like can take punishment, and she legit like. Can't, she can definitely do some hardcore stuff, so it'd be good to see them actually doing something with her. Because the Lashley, like, you know, Rusev thing, yeah. Yeah. She's involved in, like, <laughs> like I said, the promos, she's, you know, she's playing herself. 
know, making it seem like she's confident, but you can see in her eyes she's not. I think it's perfect for Seth to come scoop her up, the follower, and they, they have a woman valet, and that's it, you know? But she wasn't my first woman pick to be in that group. It was actually returning Nia Jax, and I was going to say she could have been the second member of Authors of Pain. That way they could have kept the old boy on too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, wow. I, no, and it's, no, no, no. Hear me out. It's not talking trash about Naya. No, I'm that's real like, talk. You, no, I can see that. You, uh, like, what made me think about it? Because we was watching man. one bad movie. Not getting off topic. This is off topic. It's coming back to wrestling. We was watching. I was watching State Property too again. You remember how MOP later had the third big girl that was part of the crew that nobody messed with? I thought like, why you got to keep old boy off TV because one tag member got hurt. Keep them in a group. Have Naya come out. That way, now you got a powerhouse that can hit men and women. Men don't have to hit her, but then she can also go get the women's belt too. And that'd be one way to keep gold in that group. I like a, it, it's been it, a while. I know they're scared to do that with like a, a type, a China type. That was my first art site. But getting back on task, I think Lil Moore would be perfect for. Um, the Monday Night Messiah and yeah, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. That is gonna be a great up brawl. Be a great brawl. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a fun match. And the other other takeaway, I'm sorry, I really didn't bring this up, was that WWE kind of bit AEW and had actual wrestlers in the crowd, right, or actors in the crowd with the kind of mirrors up. Uh, or when or uh, shields up, excuse me. Yeah. To kind of try to protect everybody as much as possible, even though they had much of that crowd run out at the end with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. That's neither here nor there. So, do you think the added kind of noise made the show better? That's my question to you all. Sure do. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it made like because their shows have been way too. You know, I mean, I like the aspect of being able to hear some of the banter between them in the ring, but there are times where it's like, all right, y'all just screaming. Y'all screaming for like five straight minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, it did it did do something, and it is fun to see everybody actually being able to do something during these matches. Okay, yeah. I actually kind of like the setup, because I feel like the shields, just the, just the reflective kind of mirror-like shields, with the entrance made kind of this light effect, if it makes sense. Yeah. With the with the entrance that made it kind of dope. The the crowd noise is it's just ambient noise. I personally didn't care either way because it's not a real crowd unless you're shouting what. So <laughs> yeah. to me, but I, I mean I felt it it was cool. I like the setup a little bit better, so I will say that. It gave me a hockey feel when they walked in, which I kind of, I, I was like, oh, I kind of like this on the low. Like when you walking out and when, say if they keep it when the fans come, they're beating them, get, you know, raving on the cage as wrestlers come out. It kind of kind of got me hype a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, all right. So any other takeaways anybody has? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, let's go have an Andrade, which I think. Ooh. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, I, I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna keep him mid card, but he's gonna get the mid card rocket. Yeah, like one of them gets to go. One of them inevitably gets to be like an upper tier, and the other one's gonna be mid upper tier. And I think Andrade gets a little end of the stick because Angel speaks better English. Yeah. And but Angel, see, and I Angel, think. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say Angel. Just real quick, Angel's the one that seems to have more. 
more of the outgoing personality they like. Do you remember him doing that WrestleMania match? Like, he was yeah. all about it. But the thing is, is I think Andrade is a better and more pure wrestler than Angel. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's also bigger. Yeah. I think Andrade might be Drew McIntyre's next opponent. I also believe Andrade is going to be McIntyre's next opponent, and they're just going to revisit all the history between them and because it's it writes itself and it keeps Andrade quiet. He didn't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah, because I think I mean I mean I know it's too early for our picks, but I think Drew is going to call past Bobby. It's still too yeah. early to have him lose. Um, so I think Andrade is probably his next match. Now after that. We get into some real iffy territory of who you're going to have take the belt off of him. But yep. that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I think after he retains against Andrade, he could lose it at any time after that. Honestly. Yeah, same here. I think yeah. I think Andrade's the only other match he really has in his quiver or, or the arrow that he really has in his quiver. Uh, because I think he'll go through Bobby, even though I don't want that. But I think that's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, and Bobby will get a rematch on TV and lose that one. Yeah. Um, and then Wait. He, I think he'll go through Andrade, and then that'll give us. And then because SummerSlam's probably pushed back, they're saying, because um, of how they want to do it. I don't think they're going to have it as early, because. That'll be his next opponent that they're, you know, really, really building for. Yeah, you're right. So why do you guys think they don't want to pull the trigger on Bobby Lashley? What do you think it is? It, it, it's a, I feel like it's an uncertainty as to where to go with him. Because you remember, they constantly paired him up with mouthpieces because they, you can tell there's some insecurities about whether or not they want to let him speak on the mic. And I, and personally, this goes back to what we talked about. I don't think it's him. It's so much now. You know, I think it's what they write for him. You know, the same thing. We said the same thing about Braun. Like, they got the personality. They got like, – they. he's been in the game for a while. I just feel like they don't want to pull the trigger, like, completely because they don't believe Lashley is capable of being, you know, accepted by the fans. I personally think Lashley has like a weird is Ziggler-esque kind of appearance to him about when it comes to WWE, as in the sense that they always know they can get a decent match out of him and they can always rely on him. But because of him being so reliable, he's never their number one most important asset about pushing over. Like he's just, he's always believable enough to be threatening so he can just exist in that upper tier mid card and do nothing with it. He can just be there. And they don't particularly like him enough to feel the need to give it to him to for, like, appreciation or things like that. Because, like, to me, that's why they gave Mark Henry a title. I mean, it's just over time, you just have to appreciate someone who's given you such consistent work for that long. Mark Henry was a – he was a mid to upper carter for the majority of his career – until Halls of Pain rolled around, and they were like, yeah, we can give him the title. He deserves it for now. And it'll be fine. We'll see what happens. If Bobby Lashley would have stayed, I think he would have got that title reign. But he didn't. So they just don't care as much. But his talent itself is undeniable. It's just, you know, he he probably needs a mouthpiece because they don't trust him to talk. And 
he's not they don't think he's great so he doesn't have to have a title that's fair I think for me personally I think he's just too much like Brock Lesnar for them to book him I think he's just too much I I, I just just think I think he's too much like him in that they're built kind of similarly I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bobby Lashley has a wrestling background as well. Maybe not as mm-hmm. decorated. Ashley's as... a little bit more like athletic. He's more willing to take the risks, and he actually showed he can do the moves. Uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah, it's like Brock Lesnar yeah. has a stronger looking uh, like combat sport yeah. career. Bobby Lashley has all the same combat sport career credentials, but he's also a Marine. He's just not yeah. as decorated as a combat professional. That is true. And to be, fair to, to be the fair to Brock, when Brock wants to go, I think he's better than Bobby. Oh, when Brock feels like it, Brock is well, he's a top top talent wrestler. Yeah. I don't know where you rank him um, because it's just so rare when he really wants to go. But, I mean, him and Finn Balor, him and Daniel Bryan, him and AJ Styles, like – these matches, and these are, to me, old Brock, because the Brock we had before was a far more athletic Brock Lesnar, um, and he was more willing to do more things in the ring with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, but this Brock has a, a, a has an old man Brock Lesnar niche, like, pretty on lock, even when he, I mean, I, when he wants to go, he's, he's great, but when he doesn't want to go, most of the matches are at least short enough that they're not terrible. They don't overstay their welcome. <laughs> yeah, when he starts turning red, then you know it ain't, it ain't going to be a long match. <laughs> uh, I'm going to win the Brock Lesnar bet too, y'all. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm definitely going to win that bet. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's no way he's going to have more time <laughs> in a wrestling ring <laughs> than he was in the Royal Rumble. I mean, hell, we already halfway through the year. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to see him wrestle again to maybe SummerSlam? He got two matches left this year. And that's if there's a crowd. If there's no yep. crowd, you <laughs> Brock is chilling. So It's uh, a, that's a, that's a vacation for him. All right, so that's that's kind of our takeaways from Raw. I thought overall, me personally, it was an okay show. I I know we're gonna get to it, but I think SmackDown was the better show this week. But I agree. Right. Yep. So, all right. Next up is NXT. I'm just gonna NXT. give you the highlights. NXT. If there's something that's not on the show that I didn't mention that you want to talk about, feel free to talk about it. But in the interest of time, I'm just gonna give you some of the highlights. We had uh, Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, She won. And this kind of happened because we had Dakota Kai. No, excuse me. Not Dakota Kai. I am sorry. Um, We had Candice LeRae and Tinga Knox kind of going back and forth. And this allowed uh, Kai... I'm sorry, Dakota Kai. Yeah, my mm-hmm. bad. I'm getting that right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she she was out there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking about something else. There were a lot of women out there. Yeah, there were a lot out of it in the interference. So we had Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox kind of go back and forth. Just help Dakota Kai to assist Gonzalez. I'm sorry, I said Blackheart. Won't happen again. And getting the win. But I still felt like Blackheart looked strong. 
Um, we also had a promo between with Keith Lee and Mia Yim when they kind of respond to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. So we had that segment as well. Um, they were in their apartment or in their house or in Mia Yim's house kind of firing back in Johnny Gargano after he faced the guy. And this is not me making it up who built himself as skinny Roman Reigns. So there's that. Uh, uh, we were we had the Charlotte Flair when she was tasked with finding a partner to face off against um, her takeover opponents and Rhea Ripley and Leo Shirai, and she chose uh, Chelsea Green. And so this was a really fun match. Um, so we had that happen. And it was cool. Uh, of course, Charlotte won. So there's that. They're going to face all of uh, TakeOver in your house. We had uh, Kushida versus Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas. And that match kind of ended controversial, to say the least with um as excuse me Kashida had Jake Atlas in kind of a hold and then Sneaky Drake. And then Sneaky Drake. <laughs> We're talking wrestling or hip hop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it's just a Drake trait. <laughs> I'ma slide in. And I'm going to take all the shine. So we had that. So we got Drake Maverick going to the finals. Whether or not he'll win is one thing. And then oh, he's going to win. And then we had Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher in what will be Matt cool. Riddle's last match on NXT with Kurt Angle officiating. Um, Thatcher actually does win, which makes sense with this being Matt Riddle's last match on um, NXT. And so those are some of the highlights. We had Adam Cole also negotiate with William Regal and him and Velveteen Dream will be facing off at TakeOver with the stipulation that if Velveteen Dream does not win this time, he does not get any more chances at the belt. So, Q, what was your main takeaway? I like I like that they're trying to wrap up a lot of stuff, like for sure. And I, it, yeah, NXT was good. Like it's it's been keeping my attention because I've been I've been having to watch like you know some of the like some of the episodes after they air. But I've been having fun with NXT. There's certain aspects I'm not particularly fond of, like the uh, I know they're trying to build them up as heel, like a heel, like couple. And I and I like that. I like that. But I'm going against me and like uh, Keithley. Y'all can feel that with other like other stuff. The both of them are talented, and you don't need an excuse to have them out there. Like me and could be doing something else, like with the women's division right now. And Keithley, well, Keithley's just Keithley. Like he's gonna get called up at some point. And but my big match that I really enjoyed because they gave a good. Good, like you know, show prior uh, was Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Like, 
because uh, y'all saw the match where they uh, were just straight up like showing grappling skills, and I didn't know Thatcher could get down like that. So it was definitely good. And Kurt Angle, clearly, they ain't let Kurt Angle go. He'll be back. <laughs> he all it's, kinds of back. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He just lost uh, the job position he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like the whole Triple H. Oh, he's been demoted. You, you, he's still pretty high up on the chain. You don't let Kurt Angle go to AEW, even if he can't wrestle. That's oh no, they were scared. There was a, like an inkling that he was gonna go. But yeah, as far as stuff goes, NXT was good. Now, I, now I call, I'm calling it. Drake Maverick's gonna win. You know, they've been building this up. They've been trying to like, push the whole it's not a work like worksheet. It is. And if he doesn't, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff happening right now. Because he's been hanging out with a EC3. And they've been hinting like at something, so who knows? All right, T, what was your big takeaway? There's, there's about to be some big changes in NXT because so not only is Matt Riddle getting called up, I think somebody else is getting called up. Uh, only other thing that really got me from the NXT is um, I don't like the Keith Lee. Um, I don't like the feud being a couple feud. I agree. I don't, I agree. I don't I'm like. Not a fan. I'm not a fan usually of incorporating real life couples in the feuds. It really works, particularly in this case where they're stronger apart, if that makes sense, where they didn't need each other. This is not, you know, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth or anything. Mia Yim is her own, uh, a, rest, a good wrestler in her own right, and Keith Lee is a good wrestler in his own right. They don't need to be tied together. It just shows that they don't have anything for Keith Lee, and they don't have anything for that title, truthfully. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I get it. They did storyline, you know. He was just make sure his girl don't get jumped by his um, what's her name? By Gargano's woman, Candice. Candice Lorraine. Yeah, Candice Lorraine. Because you ain't gonna let no woman hit you. I mean, you ain't gonna let no man jump in on that. So I understand it, but just I've seen the couples versus the last one we had, which was the Becky Lynch thing. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for a few. So just. I don't want to see it again right now. You know what I'm saying? No, I completely agree. I feel you. What about you, Q? Q already went. Oh, I'm sorry, D. My bad. <laughs> My bad. You get you get. Uh I'm uh, I'm actually with T on this one. I think there's going to be some pretty big changes happening in NXT after this uh takeover. Um, Riddle already got called up, and I think they kind of built helped build a new star in Thatcher. Um, I mean, the if the teeth knocked out uh, was real or not real, it was still super well done either way uh, from that big knee that Riddle gave him. Uh, but it was pretty decent performance. But I think if I were to bet my money on it, Keith Lee's going to lose to Johnny Gargano at the takeover, and he's going to get a call up. And Velveteen Dream is going to beat Adam Cole. And the whole Undisputed Era is going to get a call up. Okay. Okay. 
Fair enough. Uh, and I tend to agree. And I think, honestly, I don't think that's the right move for them to do. But I agree with you both. I I personally think they should keep Keith Lee and send the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Um, I just think Keith Lee could still do so much more on NXT. Um, also, I don't think they should purge NXT of all their talent yet. But it does open things up for people. Um, allows Finn Balor to jump back into, you know, main title feud. Ciampa to do stuff. They got Karrion Cross over there. Um, but no, I don't. I don't love it. I don't. I don't love the purge. I'd rather them just do a, a normal draft all over again. Okay. My takeaway is honestly, since Triple H has been kind of moved away from running the show, like I think he wants to run it. NXT to me is the worst show on WWE programming. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm gonna say, as far as this week is concerned, I, I won't even get into a bigger discussion. But as far as this week is concerned, from my personal opinion, y'all feel free to disagree. I feel like NXT was the worst show this week. Oh, I mean, I yeah. feel like it had some highlights. Don't get me wrong. Like when I say that, I'm not saying it was a thud from end to end. Because the Matt Riddle match was good. Yeah, I partially agree with you, but mainly because SmackDown, when we talk about it, did take away a lot of attention from, like, NXT. But, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, this is definitely going to be a long discussion that we can't air right now. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a, a longer discussion, but this week, NXT, to me, was the worst show. Yeah, so that was just my biggest takeaway. It's just for this week alone, as I said, a long week. It was the worst show. And it was one that, honestly, I fast-forwarded through. So I'm not going to act like I didn't. I absolutely did. I was just trying to get through it to get through it. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have anything. I, I think it's going to be, while I agree with you, I think the worst thing they could do right now is bring up talent. Because I don't know where you – I know Adam Cole, obviously, I think is a raw person. I think that. I say that, but I don't know. And I think Undisputed is raw. But I don't know where you put Keith Lee. Um, I see him going to SmackDown. That's about the only place at this point. But even then, you know, I, would it just be him and Braun? See, I, I think there's going to be – I think there's going to be quite a shakeup of talent. Um, like, I don't think they're going to do a full on draft again, uh, but I think there's going to be a pretty big shakeup between, especially the main rod, the two main roster shows and NXT by default because of it. Okay. Uh, like just, no, I agree. So I yeah, think just, we'll just... The, the throw it out there just real quick. Like, I think, I think we're going to see a world where, I think Undisputed is going to be on SmackDown. I think Bray's going to be on Raw. <laughs> I think Keith Lee's going to be on Raw. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of things, but that might be another show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other takeaways from NXT that you guys want to talk about? Anything I didn't mention? I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. Um, what do you think is about to happen with Velveteen? I think he's gonna win. So do I. Either he's gonna win or he's the one that gets called up. Yeah, I think mm. they're gonna I think they're gonna move him. 
because there's still some uncertainty about whether or not he needs to, like, whether or not they want to put title on him, because they do, but I think they're going to move him, like, because they can't take a chance if it, it does blow, and he has that belt. Mm, that's not. But see, I think he should win it, because if he is going to blow, NXT's the brand to suck on and develop. Right, yep. because once you get called up, right, because they like to act like NXT is an equal brand, but it's not. If we're just being one hundred, right? If once you get moved, if you don't want to use call up, once you get moved to the main roster, if he doesn't cut it, and I'm not saying he can't, or can't. I'm just if he doesn't get the fair enough shot on SmackDown Raw, that's it. Whereas if he's on NXT. He could easily drop that belt if it's not working to somebody, and then you can call him up at a later point. I think Adam Cole is the more polished product where he's ready to go anywhere. So, but I think if he does not, if Velveteen Dream does not win, then I think he's on, I think he's getting called up because there's nothing else for him to do there. It's like pretty much whoever loses, there's nothing else for them to do there. Yeah, like you're just slumming it until like the next batch of talent comes. And with talent shifting, who else is going to go other than people that got pulled from the main roster? So yeah, that's kind of my opinion. That's why I think it's it's a winner, it's a loser leaves NXT match kind of by de facto. Yeah, because I agree. With, I I agree with you both that if. If Adam Cole loses, there's nothing left for him to do. Like, you might as well just send him on. And that's cool. And if, and I think if Velveteen Dream, how are you going to have him never go for the belt again? What is it, What else is there for him to do? So, that's my personal opinion. But, all right, we'll see, though. All right, anything else before we go on to SmackDown? Mm-mm. And I know I bash SmackDown a lot, but I will say I think it was the best wrestling show of WWE TV on, of this week. So, all right. So, I'm going to give you the highlights, and then y'all let us know. So, first off, um, the show opened up with Elias being attended to by the paramedics in the street after the accident. Uh so then the police started investigating. They found the open bottle of alcohol in the car oh. that struck him and the paperwork saying that it's Jeff Hardy's rental car. Hardy oh. was then found in the bushes by the police, soaked in alcohol. Hardy, <laughs> Hardy was, was arrested after eyewitness reports, including one from Braun Strowman, that a man in a black hoodie was seen running from the scene. Elias was loaded into the ambulance while Hardy was driven away in the police car. So there's that. I know y'all want to react, but hold up. Hold this. Mm-hmm. Hold up. <laughs> so then we had the... So then we go flash to the back and everybody was kind of talking about it and they were talking about what to do with the Intercontinental match. And so pretty much AJ was given a bye uh Excuse me, Daniel was like, nah, we should each face people. AJ was screwed at. I'm going to take the easy way. So then there was a 10-man battle royal announced for the person who will face Daniel Bryan in kind of the semifinals. Sheamus won that 
in what was a pretty entertaining match. Had had some pretty solid booking and things like that. He eliminated one of the Usos. I always forget them, Jimmy or Jay. I'll let you guys correct me. Mm-hmm. And so then that happened. So we're going to get Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan later on in the night. Then we had Lacey Evans and Sonya Deville kind of face off in a one-off match because they seemed to move kind of off of Mandy Rose in that feud, which kind of ended in a double countout because they just kind of got into a fight outside and it just really ended. So, you know, that feud is going to continue. Um, Then we had Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss who hosted a the New Day for a Tag Team Champion Summit Edition. And this was kind of after a promo from the Forgotten Sons, which was a promo. Um, <laughs> really great. And then, <laughs> so we had this summit that was quickly interrupted by Sasha Banks and Bailey. So they were doing their thing. And then uh, Bailey was kind of like, yo... Sasha Banks could beat your ass. You know how you got that one person always talking you up. Mm-hmm. So Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss. And then we had Mandy Rose and Otis chilling by the pool. Mandy Rose had a dream about her and Otis and him being soaking wet. Yeah, I'm painting all the images for you and them making out and all that <laughs> okay. stuff. Just doing it <laughs> and like that. And then we had Kurt Angle announcing that Matt Riddle will be the newest member of SmackDown. So, you know, uh, Kurt Angle twice on WWE TV this week. Then we had Daniel Bryan, who defeated Sheamus, thanks to interruption from a man who just got released so quick for attempted vehicle manslaughter or drunk drive, <laughs> like within two hours. I wish I had that lawyer. And so, and so it's, we're going to get the match that we all knew was going to happen in Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And then they added another layer to the Sheamus and Jeff Hardy kind of feud. And that was kind of the show, pretty much. No real Braun Strowman on the show or anything of that nature. Um, no real mention, unless I'm forgetting it, and correct me if I am, of him versus Miz and the Morrison in two weeks at a pay-per-view in a two-on-one match, which is crazy to me. So my big takeaway is quite honestly – how I'm looking forward to Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, even though I think that whole him running over the car is trash. I think that is just trash. Hey, I think it's in bad taste given Jeff Hardy's bad, but if he cool with it, if he like it, I love it, I guess, but I'm still not rocking with it, but I still like how they're slowly. Cause if we're going to ding them for not telling long-term stories, I'm going to give them some credit when they do. And then how I'm looking forward to the IC title match. I really am. Because I can't call it. As much as I said Daniel Bryan's going to win, I could see AJ Styles easily winning that belt um, and becoming a champion. So those are kind of my big takeaways. Q, what about you? All right. So I'm going to be the first one to, to, to pull the lid off of it because I know the other two are waiting as well. Let's go back to a time where where – they did the same thing with one of the road warriors. 
Y'all remember how they did your boy Paul and mm-hmm. how he tried to kill himself on top of the Titan Tron. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool chase. I will say SmackDown was way entertaining and it, it seems like they've been paying attention to a lot of what we and a bunch of other people have been saying about where the show needs to go. Hence why they're stacking the talent. But that was an extremely cool chase. I mean, I got a feeling at some point somebody gonna, who struggled with crack gonna smoke crack on TV. But, <laughs> but this is the same. But I mean, here's the thing. He the was same. soaked in alcohol in the bushes. <laughs> okay, so I mean, but so what? Because this is my this is my response to that. This is the same place where the same night your boy said he had to leave for cancer. John Moxley came out like, "Yo, fuck that, bro. <laughs> I don't care if you got cancer. I don't care. Like, well, what are we talking about? It, it's the same that. place where Becky Lynch said she was gonna be a mother." And all night they was trashing motherhood. Like, <laughs> it was legit trashing it. So, like, I, I mean, and like, Jeff Hardy seems, because this isn't the first time he's been in the storyline about his actual past issues. This, this was a little much. This was a little <laughs> so, much. Ooh, well, no, like I that. agree, but what do we expect for WWE? I, mean, I agree, <laughs> I mean, but what, did, what has WWE shown us? It was funny, though, because Matt did get on Twitter and was like, I'm happy with my job at AEW, and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> so we good. But, yeah, yeah, I that that was just – that that was a low for me right there. But, oh, no, I'm, I'm like you. I'm excited about that, like the IC, like, uh, like match. Like, I feel like that's actually been going somewhere. Like they've been keeping it fresh. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Stay, stay pure, R Truth. Please, please don't let them get to you. <laughs> I, I don't want it. Well, R Truth was found backstage, and uh, there was a little cocaine sprinkled on him. Just, we, we, we need to stay away from these storylines, y'all. Yo, you missing the biggest point of the stream, most po- worst part of this whole storyline. How you kill Elias again? Elias has been getting killed for the past two, three months on just TV. got back. <laughs> like, God dang. So what happened to Ray? It's, it's, it's inevitable. No, Elias is taking beatings. <laughs> He's been thrown off. Like, come on, Elias is having a bad 2020 right now. <laughs> God dang. But you know what? Elias is actually one of the most, if you really think about it, he's one of the most bulletproof people in WWE. Yeah. Because say what you want, and you're absolutely right. The minute there's a crowd and he comes back with that guitar, if you want it to be a hill, he'll get instant heat. Mm-hmm. Like the minute they want to turn him as a heel, like he can't do it as a face. So they're trying to build him as a face. You're right, they suck. But as a heel, he can do no. He's kind of bulletproof. That his gimmick is meant to be booed. So. Oh, oh, y'all, y'all could get y'all Robert Ory thing going by just pitching it to Elias. <laughs> Have Elias do it for y'all. Might work that way. I will but, say that battle royal produced some stories. That kind of thing. Like I do agree. I like that battle royal, like you said, because it was very um, entertaining. 
Shorty G looked good in it. And I want, I know that everybody, even if it's a, like, a, like you said, it's a non-title feud, it's going to be smaller. Cesaro versus Shorty G is about to be dope if that's where they're going. Could that just... Oh, just I'm sorry. I left that out. Shorty G pin Cesaro. Oh, I'm sorry. So we had Cesaro that match. So, yeah. I'm sorry. We also had that match. My bad. I was just going over the highlights. But yeah. That but, um, but, well. but even going back to the Battle Royal with that, makes me wonder what are they about to do with um, Mr. Uso because he looked to be left in the final two. That was pretty strong. He looked good in it. Um, I think SmackDown's doing pretty good, giving us some minor fuse. From what I'm seeing, um, I think they showed they did show a graphic of Braun versus Miz, but that's about it, right? Miz and Morris. Yeah, it's just a graphic. Yeah, they're not really. And to be fair, because we all know how this is going to end with the Fiend coming out at some point. Like, do we think it's going to end any other way, or am I just speaking? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There, there's only one way this ends. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Braun Strowman wins. Fiend makes an appearance. Yeah, <laughs> Braun gonna get these bands like he always do. And that's yeah. that. I do expect Miz to take the pin. Well, yeah, Miz is taking that because uh, John Morrison is the stronger booked member of that group. Which is funny because if I think they break up, I think Miz has more potential as the heel. Yeah, as a solo heel. I think he still is going to be the heel, but you think? Oh, you think Morris is going to be the face in that situation? Yep, I Fair think Miz is inevitably going to get tired of Morrison just shining all over him. <laughs> but it's like I, I'm a good, I'm a good, I'm a good mic person, but you keep trying to make me look like the worst wrestler yeah. out of the two. It's like they're like. Two sides of the same coin, or the opposite side of the same coin, because Morrison's an okay promo, just like Miz is an okay wrestler. It's like, Morris, but, Morrison's like Power Rangers Lost Galaxy acting. It's like Joe Mo can go in the ring, though. Like, he's underrated to me in the ring. Like, I wish he did less high-flying moves, because they look so... You can just watch the gymnastics background fall out of it when he does it. <laughs> like it's too much for me. Like he he's a spot fest like a like an action movie. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, but yeah, my big takeaway uh is are we just gonna act like Baron Corbin had nothing to do with this? <laughs> so you oh, think Baron was- Corbin <laughs> He openly hates Elias, and Baron Corbin feuds never end. <laughs> they just get pettier. They just get extremely pettier. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely I'm fair. not done with you yet, Elias. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm assuming when all this comes out, it's like Jeff Hardy saw somebody run down uh, Elias with his car, and then he got jumped by somebody. He got jumped by Sheamus and got al- uh, Sheamus threw alcohol on him. But who was trying to kill Elias? Still Baron Corbin. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't really given that any thought, but when you said Baron Corbin fuse don't end, you're absolutely right. They don't. <laughs> I think he's still beefing with Seth Rollins to this day. Yeah, he's still mad. He's still yeah. mad. He's waiting for John Cena to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. You're right. That could very well be a... I didn't even think about that. And the more I think about that, no, I'm no telling you, we I might say. get a surprise as soon as like Becky gets ready to have the baby. 
they might cut the they might cut the one of the doctors. It's Baron Corbin. Like he might get the pen right there in the uh, delivery room. <laughs> Reveal he was the father of the baby. Can I say I was feeling uh, Sasha's new get up, a new wrestling attire? It's not much. It's simple, but looks good on her. I mean, what doesn't? We'll allow it. <laughs> it looks more. It makes it looks more athletic. I don't know. And plus, let's like I think one of the things that's happened is honestly in this feud, in this build up to this feud, is Sasha Banks hasn't wrestled a lot, and we just forget how good Sasha Banks is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's the other thing. Like in this feud, in the build up to this feud, if you think about it, Sasha hasn't wrestled a lot. Oh no! So we just kind of forget how good she actually is. Oh, I have it. I, I know, have. I know, I know you have it, but she hasn't really wrestled on TV in the in a while. Yeah, not really. Like at best, it's like a tag match, or like the weird Tamina squash things where like you're just around Tamina because she's gonna be a powerhouse throughout all of it. Yeah, nothing Mina than Tamina. I got a feeling they might bring her to, to Raw. Because if, if they're going to find something to do with Nia, it's throwing her in against her former tag team partner. Yeah, go ahead and well, try so to hurt people shit on Tamina. See what happened to your ass. She might still hurt <laughs> Tamina. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all underestimate how much Nia Jackson can, Nia Jax can hurt somebody. I said Nia Jackson. Because <laughs> <laughs> you really have been hurting people. Yeah, like, you know. She'll y'all. put you down, boy. Yeah, so D, we've been looking so wrong with Nia Jax. Oh my god, it's like she intentionally is doing this just to, <laughs> since, smi- just since to that spite em- us, man. Since more, that episode. As a matter of fact, I think she might be listening to our podcast. Yes, Nia, we were with you so strong, and you were just like, you know what, I don't want believers. I don't yeah, want people to care about me. That's what y'all get talking about. I, I was, I didn't let y'all, I was gonna let y'all live. T no. brought it up. Tamina, I, I, I owe my... you an apology. I'm so sorry. Y'all couldn't see the writing. Like, y'all couldn't see between the lines. Like, it was always Tamina. Nia Jackson's like, how dare you think I'm not a killer? Like, literally. Everybody I look at from now on, just because y'all said that reckless shit about me. But, yeah, ever since y'all said that. She's been on a rampage. been on a tear, man. She's been. Wow, yeah. So, all right, so that's kind of WWE shows for the week. Any takeaways, big or small, from WWE as a whole this week with any news coming out, anything of that nature? Cue yes. you up. I mean, other than the reneging and uh, who's officially out and, uh, okay, we're going to send these people X, because y'all heard AJ came out and he was like, yeah. You know, it hurt me when they cut when I found out that like uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson left. Like they got they got the boot. And it's like, well, bro, I mean, you couldn't protect them that for that long. Because apparently they just were just showing up to shows. They weren't even booked. They were just there. So whenever we saw them with him, they were just hanging out. So it's what it is. I mean, we're probably not gonna get any more new superstars. But we are gonna see a shift in like how shows are gonna play out. So, yeah, 
I'm sorry. I just resaw the highlights from the Seamus, uh, Seamus Shorty G match. God dang. Yo, for real? Why is Cesaro, even if it's one or two months, he should at least touch that belt, a belt. God dang it. Cesaro is one of the best wrestlers WWE has. And he's oh, a better talk, talker than they give him credit for. He's a much, yeah. He has way more charisma than they give him credit for. They Cesaro, just don't like him. Yeah, Cesaro, everybody loves Cesaro except, like, like the top. Like, they, they refuse to do anything. He got twirling motherfuckers over. Like, think about it. He got he swinging. Got, yeah, like, swinging motherfuckers. He got that over. Like, Cesaro, people go crazy when he do that. He make the big men, like, you know, legitimately afraid. They, like, because he can lift everybody on the roster. Every single person. There isn't a person who can't take a suplex from Cesaro on the like, roster. Like Biggie even called Biggie recalled one point, like that. Yeah, there was a point where Cesaro punked him on television. Too small. Yeah, and he got spoiled. Uh, he got uh, he got when people were talking about it backstage that like he got punked out by Cesaro. And it was like, no, that's Cesaro. Of course, I'm gonna be balled up like that. Too, he too swole. Yeah, yeah. So he is, he is the Swiss Superman. Like pound for pound, strongest wrestler in WWE, and he sits at like a smooth two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not team. like he that light. <laughs> Real talk. I ain't fighting him, but I will beat him at Uno. So come for me at Uno. What? <laughs> come for me. Where does Uno one? come from? Yeah. The one Quinn won't battle. Cesaro, not oh, the UF, no. not the former UFC heavyweight champion of the world, man. Oh, screw that dude! <laughs> screw that dude! Man. I, I think you keep Brock. talking shit because Brock is not going to show up. Yeah, I think if Brock actually showed up to your face, you wouldn't <laughs> talk that. Yeah, Quinn over here like Brock Lesnar and Conor McGregor can get these hands, but Cesaro, I, I don't will want that beat smoke. Brock with <laughs> Conor McGregor. What I'm scared is going to happen is that we're just going to have some big debut somewhere. Like when we somebody we just gonna be hitting it big, and all of a sudden, and I debut Brock Lesnar really gonna show up. Somebody gonna somebody gonna show up sometime. Oh, I'm not scared. I'm not the one talking. Oh, I'm not worried at all. Quinn, you talk this shit, but we the villains. I got your back, man. I'm well, that's you, bro. Look, I'm letting you know, Quinn, right now, homie to homie. If Brock Lesnar roll up on you and decide to beat your ass, I ain't doing nothing but recording. And I'm gonna post it on YouTube because you talk all that ish. Like I'm just letting you know. Like if if some normal dude run up to you, I got your back. But you talked a lot of ish about beating Brock Lesnar. He got to get his fair one, man. Yeah, you got to shoot. Yeah, though. I'm let you get your fair one. I'm let you get your fair one. But if it's like going over, I want like come between and like stop, let it go. Then you gonna be getting your ass whooped too, and I'm gonna be posting. All I no, I'm just that's what friends are for. One half villains of violence getting ass whooped by Brock Lesnar. Cause CJ no, I don't want to fight Brock, but I'm just saying, I ain't gonna let him go out. No, because once you try to break it up, Brock will whoop your ass too. <laughs> man, yo, I, I got this. I got this. You right? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got no choice but to have it. You got it. <laughs> have fun with that one. All right, so. That was all right. So, any other takeaways from WWE before we switch over to the AEW show for this week? I think they found their groove of yeah, how I they want to so go too. about this stuff. I think the crowd actually really helped. I think they yeah. set up, you know, 
I don't care if they were biting AEW. I think it helped. And I think SmackDown particularly has found kind of a outside of that bad storyline choice, it's found kind of a nice pacing to it. I think you're eventually going to see New Day versus the Forgotten Sons. I'm not sold on the Forgotten Sons. Their promo work has actually weakened it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but there's like no tag team, so yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's it's crazy how bad both. Even though I think SmackDown is deeper than Raw, because Raw only has two teams. Yeah, it literally has two tag teams. Yeah, like SmackDown is a deeper division, but not by much. So. <laughs> They only have like what two more, yeah. and one of those is just Lucha House Party, who they just put in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, probably gonna have um Seth's church, his minions. Yeah, I imagine they'll inevitably be a tag team, but I don't even. I think the the deeper story is I don't think Buddy Murphy's really feeling this Austin. Yo, that's what we, <laughs> I, I thought. I was hoping somebody else noticed that too. Like his face last week, and even this week, some of his facial expressions, like, yo, he's taking my place. Boy, you go from being number one goon to like, hey, I got a new goon. Y'all can be working together. Because Murphy, like, was there from the get go. Like, no, no, no. He, uh, the um, authors of pain were there from the get go. But they're not even there now. Who, who, who? Murphy is still there. That's who. I should call it the Murphy Theory, the tag team. Mm, we'll see what happens with them. Like, I, yeah, I just got a feeling. They're part of the reason I don't think Undisputed Air is going to be on Raw. Because I think their thing's going to be a little bit long. And with them and Stills, I just think there's enough mini factions over there already. No, you're right. I agree. Especially on, on Raw. They deserve a place on SmackDown. Yeah. My only and- other takeaway is the thing that I think where The Fiend is going to be on Raw pretty soon means that Braun Strowman is going to get through The Fiend, which I don't know how I feel about. I'm okay with it because if you're going to book him Braun Strong, you might as well book him strong with the title. If this is the time you're going to trust him, yep. trust him. Let's go ahead and do it. Then I'm okay if you, like, if, like, put it like this, if The Fiend shows up on Raw, Raw next week, I'm okay with how their feud ended because nobody actually beat, you know. Yeah. He really didn't beat them. If they fight again, though, that's where I agree with you. I don't know how he gets through them again. I don't either, but I feel like I, – I do feel that they're going to – just because of how The Fiend is, they're going to need him to go play with some Randy Orton's. It's only a matter of time. And I don't yeah. think Randy Orton needs to be on SmackDown. I don't see, really think Randy Orton needs to be anywhere, but I think the Fiend needs to be. Yeah, I'm, I, you see, I didn't highlight the greatest wrestling <laughs> match ever. We need to talk about it, like uh, <laughs> which it can't be if Randy Orton by that law. Was such uh, a bold statement by them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even talk about it because I don't want to. Uh, it can't be a great wrestling match with Randy Orton. That's just it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the Fiend. Honestly, my personal opinion is I think he belongs more on SmackDown. Because I feel like there is no title picture on SmackDown. Where there's at least, I can see at least two more matches for Drew on Raw. Like, I see Bobby Lashley. I can see Andrade. 
I could even see him versus Randy Orton. As much as I talk trash about Randy, I could see a Randy Orton. I mean, you know, Randy Orton always comes knocking. Yeah, so I could see that feud. What I cannot see is once Braun Strowman makes it through the two-on-one, if, if, if Fiend is not there, who do you got him going against? Uh, Sheamus? Nicholas? I mean, they got a history. That was his party. <laughs> yeah. So I guess SmackDown's main ro- or its main event right now is pretty lacking. So for for the shrines, they still have quite a few weaknesses. It's like you know, Ziggler will probably make an appearance up there. He always takes a pin sooner or later. I got a feeling when he starts wrestling, they're just gonna they're just gonna keep him on call just to just to throw out matches. Yeah. All right, anything else? No, I'm good. No. All right, so let's switch gears over to AEW. I'm going to give you the highlights of Dynamite coming off a of double or nothing. And might I say, just my overall review, Dynamite was hilarious and oh, really <laughs> good this week. All right, so we start off with the Broken Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks versus Joey Janela and Private Party. Um... Hardy and the Young Bucks win, but the main story is that kind of after the match, um, Butch and the Blade are kind of beating up everybody, beating up Nick Jackson, pummeling the Bucks. And FTR, which is the revival for people who may not know, they show up, kind of beat down Butch and Blade, repel them, and then they have a stare down with the Young Bucks. And everybody knows it's kind of the match people have been really wanting to see so it's official FTR is officially in AEW um so we had that then we had uh John Moxley watching Brian Cage's AEW um Dynamite debut and Cage defeated his opponent kind of good hyping that match for the next pay-per-view then we had <laughs> Britt Baker, who is slowly doing oh some my God. amazing <laughs> character work, coming out in the wheelchair with role model on the back. <laughs> and rule number three, like, don't hurt your role model. She is hilarious. Updating her on the injury and doing her kind of heel talk thing. We got Sheeta versus Christy James. Uh, Sheeta, of course, is the new AEW champion, so she won that match. I thought that was a pretty solid match. And we got Cody coming out, doing his thing, talking his talk, flexing his flex with the ugliest belt. To be fair, I stand corrected. I saw, I said it was dope <laughs> last week. She's After ugly. seeing it again, I was like, yeah, you can't take like, that back. You can't take no, that I'm ugly. taking it back. Yeah, I'm taking it back. No. I told y'all. Yeah, that belt is ugly, but he's you defended that ugly Twizzlers like colored belt. He ain't Man. really see it the first time. <laughs> I really did. And he so saw he, the silver and red and where the plaques was. I was like, oh, it has a nice layout. Yeah. It's if they would have just left belt. TNT out, it probably would have been a much better belt. But anyway, so he opens. He issues a um, open challenge. So that's going on. Kind of, you know, flexing his flex. And to me, Cody might be one of the best talkers in professional wrestling right now. He very might be. Yeah. So then after that, we had SCU versus 
Kip Sabian and Jimmy and Havoc, excuse me, and Jimmy Havoc. Sabian and Havoc won. Uh, so a pretty good match. And then we had the Battle Royale for the shot at the TNT title. Jungle Boy actually won. So we will be having Jungle Boy and Cody. A lot of little mini storylines, especially with MGF and Wardlow kind of teasing that potential breakup as well. Uh, another highlight was the inner circle prep rally because Chris Jericho can't get enough of talking ish about Mike Tyson ever since his WWE days. Oh, <laughs> uh, that happened. Your boy Jack Hager read a poem that started to rhyme and didn't rhyme and then was crazy. Then we had Mike Tyson come out, um, which included, you know, he came out with his crew, which included a USC, you know, Henry Cejudo, who was a uh, USC star. Mm-hmm. And then um, a huge brawl kind of broke out between those, kind of teasing a possible Jericho Tyson match. And Jericho don't want that smoke. Nobody want that smoke with Tyson. And so those were kind of the big highlights from the show. Overall, I think it was a really good follow-up to Double or Nothing, which everybody seemed to have loved. So they had to come out with a really solid show, and I think they did that. But that's just my opinion. Q, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm going to agree with you all completely. AEW was fun. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And uh, I actually watched a little bit of Dark, too, which, by the way, uh, Russell Evan Paul, uh, John Schuyler, who did some stuff with WWE, uh, a.k.a. the Southern Messiah, he uh, debuted. So when you see it, they at least are looking at talent and actually treating them a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all no, I really enjoyed it. And I'm warming up to like, the uh, inner circle stuff. I feel like Jericho knows what he's doing with and they're letting them have fun with it. And Britt Baker, 2020, this is her year. Like, her and Adam Cole, like, they are the power couple for being able to, like, just be believable and fun heels. And Cody, the whole thing with Cody, I, yeah, I want to see a bow on somebody else at this point. I mean, he's good for what he's doing, but I feel like, yeah, there needs to be somebody else wearing it right now. You a Cody hater, bro. You no, know, no, 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 no. I am a big Cody Y'all been letting fan, you talk this smoke I, long enough about I Cody. I am a big Cody <laughs> like, fan, like, but I this don't man like can't the have fact a... that he keeps getting belt. <laughs> you, you, what <laughs> belt has he gotten in AEW? <laughs> we need to bro, get the, we need to put the belt on somebody else. He hasn't even yeah. looked at it. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't bro, had he a belt. He said he was not going to get a belt. And then he gets a new belt that they just like put he out. He said he wasn't going to compete for the world title ever again. I'm calling it. He will go for that title at some point. Oh, well, yeah, duh. No, but no, no, what no. I'm saying, this damn man company, that man can't even get a secondary belt in his own company that he helped <laughs> found. Like, <laughs> and he waited long enough. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, he hasn't been a champion at all yet. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 you I'm a hater, I'm just not feeling it right now, okay? Just not feeling it, all you right? You want that I, man to be past his prime, start winning belts? Man, if you, okay, okay, you jumping on the bandwagon now, like, considering all the stuff that he was doing over in New Japan, 
I think he's proven himself worthy at this point. But, but this is his like, company. Like, what we, like, and, and I'm saying his company. It's not really his. But it's a company that he helped found. Like, he right. put the idea together. Of course he would get the... T- like, that's... he. Think about it. If okay, then I should have. Then I should have took the belt when we when we came with that belt. I should have took the belt. I should have took the belt. Shouldn't have gave well, it. Well, yeah, if you could rap, that would have been fine. If you could rap, at least Cody can wrestle. You can't rap, so that's exactly <laughs> what. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! My bad. I wasn't even trying to talk trash. Like, if you think you can rap, that's fine. I've never heard you rap, so you never said you were a rapper. Like, Tan. So the next, the next Pillars of Battle battle we're throwing you in. That's another story. We're doing a battle royale. Doing a battle royale. We so Cody up. can at least wrestle. You've never said you can rap. Okay. Then, okay. All right. All right. Throw me in the running for the next belt, then. All right. All I'm right. All right. All right. All right. Don't back out. Don't, don't back you out. back out. Don't back out. And for those who may not know. We had at our past NC Comic Con in North Carolina, we had a freestyle battle to see who wins kind of our Villains Vinyl Championship. And so that's what he's referring to. So, all right, Q, you're going to talk that ish when should our I next got, freestyle should, should I battle comes up. Should I dye my hair blonde? Should I dye my hair blonde? No, all right. So, you know, we're going to try to do a freestyle battle next year at BlurCon. So, you're going to be out there talking that talk? I see the look on your face. You was talking it. To drive my point home, if I have to take the belt to prove that like Cody didn't deserve that belt right then and there, so be it. So be it. I'm gonna tell you now, you have to do that. Yeah, you have to do it now. You know, <laughs> like uh-uh. Cause you done talked all this about beating Brock, you done talked all this. We can actually make this happen. We can back this, we Where? can make you yeah, back. Yeah, this, this one up. is we can back up now. Like, right, well, no, I, I will buy Conor, Conor McGregor, and I will, you know what, I will make fact, sure 2021 is my year. I will beat Brock and win the title. Like, he was talking that issue about Conor McGregor, too. Now, he messing around to hear this junk. He might show up. <laughs> Come for me, Donna. I will be here waiting. Oh, I'm just, I'm just ready to hear you rap now. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm ready for, because now you done put your, you done put your money where your mouth is. Now, bro. We about to hear you rap against some real MCs. And if you win, I'll bow down, show respect. But if you get slaughtered, I'm going to play it at the beginning of every show we do. <laughs> if you just, I just don't know. Hey, and if you win, I'll you play it. You're going to get the Elias like, Hugh, you, I'm here for you. I want you to get that dub on me. <laughs> I want you to, but you've never said you were a rapper. Like, if T was talking that talk, I get but it. I wasn't going to say nothing. I was going to say he coming out of this. T but. has said he spits. I've never heard you say you spit, Quinn. So, to be fair, you could be Eminem in disguise. So who knows? All right, well, 2021, let's see. All right, so back to wrestling. Sorry, we got off on that little tangent there. So your big takeaway... (laughs) Your big takeaway is that you don't think Cody should have... You want to see the belt on somebody else. So then, let me ask you this, Quinn. Who do you want to see the belt on? If you're going to take it off Cody, who are you going to put it on? Honestly, honestly, at this point, it would be good to see some talent that they're pushing. Like, I know Cody's the face of the company, but a lot of people, and it's not just me that, like, he is a talented cat. And, yeah, but it doesn't, it kind of seems like right now it's a, you're getting your reward for putting in hard work for building the company. And not, you know, you're putting in the work to go against a bunch of other people to show that you deserve it from the physical wrestling standpoint, you know? 
And, and and even if they had some legitimate, like, you know, genuine plan for giving him the belt, it just doesn't sit well with you have so many other people. And I would honestly say that, yeah, you could put the belt on the like. So, because if it, because where does it stand on the stand? Like, because uh, this is the second big title next to the uh, championship belt. So, would that make this their, like, television, like, because this is their television belt, right? Pretty much. Mm. So, yeah, I would, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say you could probably put the belt on, you know, a bunch of them, a bunch of the cats. Like, if anything, you could take somebody like your, because uh, I feel like it needs to go somewhere with the story. You could take somebody like uh, uh, Jack, like Jake Hague, give him the title. Then you oh, have. Oh, God, no. Then, no, no, no. But hear me out. But then you have. Someone, and then you have a reason for him, like Lance to be back in the picture. Then you can bring in other guys that they have on the roster to go for. Because you've already seen right now, they have a bunch of, you know, big, big people that can't compete, but not really doing much with them. And with like uh, K, uh, with uh, Brian Cage going for the the main title, and he just got here. Man, what else is there to do? I, I'm having fun with AEW, but the championships, they do need to figure them out. Like, ASAP. Well, see, I, man, we about to get into a discussion on this one. Because who else do they have? Because I don't think Jake Hager deserves that belt at all. A, he doesn't, he can't wrestle enough just because of his schedule. And this is supposed to be your workhorse belt. So you can't have him only defending it every couple of months. I don't think MJF is at belt carrying level yet. I think, to be fair, I could see why they would give it to Archer if they were if they were going to give it to anyone. But I also feel like you have to have that belt be held by people the same way with the world title while you build up your stars. Because while they do have a roster of up-and-coming stars, I don't think any of those up-and-coming stars are at belt-carrying level yet. Particularly those, because those two belts are belts that are going to carry the company. Like your TNT belt is your weekend, week out highlight show belt. So why not have your biggest face have it for now? And to be fair, Cody's going to drop it eventually. Like I don't see a long reign for Cody, but I see why they gave it to Cody. It's the same thing with John Moxley. Like who else are you going to have have it? Well, I mean, like I said, that's the thing. He's the face of the company right now. But yeah, it's just, it's a weird spot with where like, with the fact that people can't like constantly compete right now and with the roster being kind of reduced. But yeah, it would be good to kind of see where, where they go with it. Cause like, like I said, you know, he's a good wrestler and he's proved his worth, but yeah, you know, I, I, I was actually okay if they would have given the title to like Lance Archer because that's somebody that came in and laid it down in the ring and showed that like, yeah, he is a legit threat and they could build off of that. Spanish God. Yeah, you just don't want Cody to have no belts ever. I feel Spanish you. God. No, no, I he, he's had the belt plenty of other places. I know Not you want AEW. You just don't want that man to be a champion AEW hater. So Terrence, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> I can't I'll have to let you in. <laughs> you ain't gotta let me in. <laughs> I'll let you in. So, T, what was your big takeaway? From AEW? Yep. First off, 
Matt Hardy is just reverted back to <laughs> Matt Hardy version <laughs> 2.0 now. <laughs> that was funny. Matt Hardy um, can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I well, even though I mean they had a small crowd, I think FTR debut would have been better in front of like a bigger crowd. Yeah. Either way, you know. Um, I like that even though she's injured. They got her, um, oh, God, name tip. Red Baker. Yeah, MD. Baker. They got her out here in the wheelchair. That is hilarious. Like, you know what? That's what you yeah. should do. Cause I hate when wrestlers sometimes, I mean, I understand it. They go away because of injury. She's out here still in character going. Oh, but you remember, you remember, you remember Sammy on the crutches with the neck mm-hmm. brace. <laughs> like, you know, they having fun with it. Like, that, that's the fun part about this. But um, no, the show was fun. The show was fun. I really um, Brian Cage versus Moxley. I'm trying to figure out in my head who's gonna win it. I really think Moxley will win just to keep keep the belt on a little longer. But I don't think they should keep debuting or small time pushes of these challengers, like these big guys, and then they get beat quick. I feel like you lose them that quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I know, and to be fair, I know if superhero, like, if they're really good at job, they'll always be back. But he won, the guy, Brian Cage won the um, lottery thing and already in the championship match against Moxley. I get it. But then if he loses Moxley, what happens? Yeah, but to be fair, I get I get your point. I, I, I see where you're going. But I think it's easy to repair when your first real match is a loss in a title match. I think it's real easy to repair. Because if your first match, you get your shot and you lose, it's easy to come back and get another one. Or at least make it realistic to where you can. And you're losing against John Moxley, right? Which is probably their most strongly booked just by force of him having the title person in the company. And even they, they've, they've been booking people to look strong against him too. Like, so even a loss, Brody Leo looks strong. And the thing is, like, they're building up to him. When he loses, it's going to mean something. Like, it's definitely going to be a big match. Mm-hmm. They're just biding time right now because they don't have that many people. Uh, so, yeah. And while I'll say this, is I don't want them hands. I'm not talking trash like um, Quinn. Somebody should at least cut Mike Tyson's shirt a little bit so he could just rip that bitch off. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I won't say nothing about Mike Tyson at this point. No. No, Mike Tyson got the pants Yeah, he got them hands, but yeah, the shirt's uh shirt quality has advanced over the years. Yeah. I'm saying you gotta cut it a little bit. I was hoping yeah. you gotta you cut it. You can't just pull them off. They ain't about that life. <laughs> you ain't hear me say nothing, Mike. No, no, Mike's no, still talking trash. I'm saying they should have cut it for you, Mike. I they should have cut Mike. it for you, man. I said it. I ain't trying to fight you, Mike, and I know fully well you can't outrun me, so I'm not worried. Mike, right, you say I, that. I don't want to. I said it not many. He's 53 years old. If I can't outrun a 53 year old man, just beat this ass. <laughs> but he might have somebody in his entourage you can't outrun, though. Well, that's well. See that dude, he could get shot and ran over. <laughs> but I respect Mike. I'm gonna say it now, D. I got your back. I will throw you in the bushes and pour alcohol on you. 
call the cops. You know what? This is this is why I'm gonna let Brock Lesnar dig you out. Just just stuff like that. I was trying to help you out though. You're not helping. I'm about to say, how you helping that man? If you in jail, if you in jail, he can't get to you. If Mike Tyson can get, get to you anywhere, it's probably in jail. <laughs> like, how am I gonna get to jail? Now I'm on the ground with alcohol on me. He can find me easier, and I'm not even running. Thank you, Corey. Brock, handle my light work. <laughs> He gonna post D bill just as he hit him. See, they yeah, about to say you supposed to hide that man. Sequin. Hey, go live. Go, hey, go live with six nine. Go live with six nine. He secured it up. You should be good. Nah, bro, don't live with six nine. <laughs> no, I got secrets. Yeah, you get one of them strays, bro. That was meant for six nine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, bro. Man, I, you can't even have a conversation with six nine. He be taking notes. Yeah, nah, nah. Big guy, no. He could never be a priest. So, like that, man. <laughs> Any other takeaways? Anything else? You know, overall, I think it was good. I'm the next pay per view. I think is what in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Thank you all. We appreciate it. If you are listening to us, we are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean. Apple Podcast. We're on Instagram at Villains and Vinyl. Please like us. Please subscribe. Please rate us. Please give us feedback. We love you. Thank you. And we will talk to you all next week. Also, I'm doing this. Also, I'm doing this all in K So please do not approach me in the streets with it. I I love y'all.